What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of the Betting Predators podcast. I am your host, Justin Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter at CoachJRod1. I am blessed again for week six college football to be joined by one of the best handicappers in all of America. doesn't matter what sport it is. He's my uncle. This is Dave Essler. You can find him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. Uncle Dave, we got a little yeah. streak going here. We're doing well, yes? Well, I'm not 5-0 and on my best bet, so you're doing well. Well, I think the biggest thing is you're giving um, some input on all of these games, and I'm just kind of chiming in. Uh, my focus is always honed in on the best bet of the week, and I think it's worked out pretty good that way. Um, I would hope that most of the listeners are listening to you and not me, but I am on a lucky streak. So I don't know what the plus minus here of uh, me going six and zero is, but I don't like my odds if you're against me. I'm just going to take the fifth and see what you have to say this week, because, you know, full disclosure for the listeners, I have no idea what you got on your paper and, and you have no idea what I have on mine. So it's always it's always fun to do it that way. It's the best way to do it because at the end of the day, I don't want my mind um, rattled or changed because of something maybe you said. I believe in my work. I believe in the uh, work that I put in during the week, and I just trust that. And if I get input from anybody else, it seems to skew it. Um, We have a great slate, another six games. We're going to keep with that format like we did last week. Um, I'm going to let Dave run through everything. I'm just going to kind of chime in with questions uh, or maybe a little bit of input from my side, and then I'll break down my best bet of the week, like Dave said, trying to go 6-0 and there for you guys. Um, but before we get into it, Dave, we're going to run into this problem um, when we talk about some of these games, and I want you to talk about it a little bit. Um, it's reverse line movement. Now, um, I want you to kind of explain it, what it is, how you look at it, and how you could use it to your advantage because we're going to see some of that here with a couple of these games we talk about. Well, I don't know how long I have to explain it because our editor, Sleepy, might slap me upside of the head, but I'll try to be concise. You know, you know, reverse linemen is when the, the tickets are all on one side and the lines go in the other way, and, and that typically tells you where the, the real money is. But – and 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 people get like sometimes overly caught up in it and it depends on when it's happening like people will look at it on a monday and go wow look at that well on a monday um the market isn't very liquid and there's not a lot of money in it so it doesn't take a lot of money to move a line so the reverse alignment is less meaningless than it would be say on a friday night or a saturday morning um then it would mean more and there's always that threshold. People say, well, what, what bet percentage do you consider um, to be like true reverse line movement? And, you know, I'm going to say I, I like to use 70%, but I think it's more important because there's a lot of websites out there that have that information. And if you look at six of them, you're probably going to find six different batting percentages based on what cumulative books they're using. Now, they might not be, like, hugely different, but they can be. So from that end, I think if you're going to look at that, it's important to look at the same uh, website, i.e. the same set of books, so you're week to week comparing apples to oranges because you do see patterns over time. 
I hope that makes sense in a in a concise way. But you know, we could we could talk about that for the next three hours. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely good stuff there. And the thing that I just always think about when I look at reverse line movement is I have to bring myself back down to earth. Uh, I'm not a professional sports wager like my uncle is. So sometimes I try to stop being so sharp that I turn square. So I look at it every now and then, but I really rely on other people's opinion when it comes to that. Um, But Uncle Dave, what do you say we jump into the slate here? Yeah, go for it, my friend. Perfect. First game, we have number 14, Notre Dame, coming in at 4-1. and one. They're traveling to Blacksburg. They're going to take on Virginia Tech, who's 3-1. and one. Opening line of this game, Virginia Tech plus 1.5, over under 47. Current line is at a pick right now, over under 47. Uncle Dave, I would throw it over to you, but I am going to start with a bombshell here. This is my best bet, and I'm going to jump right into my uh, – my little uh, reasoning here. Um, this week was tough for me. And, uh, you know, it's only going to get harder and harder going through this kind of stretch of the season. But I'm ready for this opportunity. When I first look at the game, I have to look at Notre Dame and I look at the schedule that they've had up until this point. They barely beat on the road a horrible Florida State team. They barely beat Toledo. Then they beat an average Purdue team that was probably a closer game than what it should have been. Then they beat what I consider one of my most overrated teams at this point in Wisconsin on a neutral site game. I kind of feel like they had the advantage there. And then they finally got dominated at home by a very, very good Cincinnati team. Um, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world because Cincinnati is a really good football team. But the biggest takeaway I have is that they had a quarterback controversy. So they have that going on. Uncle Dave, Virginia Tech is coming off a of bye. They're playing at home. They're playing at 630 on ESPN. And if I could just pause for a minute. That's right, guys. You heard it yourself. We have Inter Sandman blaring in the speakers there in Blacksburg. It's one of the most insane, intense atmospheres you will ever see uh, pregame. It's something that I hope that I could be a part of uh, one point in my life. Um, but the Hokies have already knocked off a, a ranked opponent at home this team or at home this year, so it's really going to be nothing new to them. As I mentioned, they're coming off a bye, so they've had almost two weeks to prepare. Notre Dame, no matter which quarterback they throw at them, that defense uh, in Virginia uh, is going to be ready. The offense for the Hokies has struggled just a bit, but they've been much better at home. And when it comes down to it, it comes down to the Hokies' defense. Hokies are only allowing 15 points per game, and they are currently ranked number one in the nation when it comes to defensive penalties. So I don't see any reason why there should be any major mistakes on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the Notre Dame's coming off a loss. Uh, their playoff hopes are diminished. Now they have to travel on the road to one of the most hostile places um, in all of the country. Uh, three years ago, they throttled Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech, 45-23. I think Virginia Tech remembers that game. I'm playing the Hokies defense. I'm playing this amazing spot, atmosphere, emotion, everything wrapped into one. Give me the Hokies in a pick What do you think, Uncle Dave? Well, I don't want to argue with you. I mean, you put a lot of effort into that. You put a lot of energy into that. And I honestly don't know the right answer. Um, but I do have something in this game I like. I mean, I think the public will be fading Notre Dame. So you're kind of the, J- the Joe Q guy there. But, you know, I'm not sure I blame him. You know, the Cincinnati won, but it could have been worse. 
You know, Cincinnati, I think, only converted two of 11 third downs and fumbled twice, but they did average 6.2 yards per play, and, you know, that's kind of big. And Notre Dame threw two picks and lost a fumble, you know, but was was that really a letdown after beating the shit out of Wisconsin? I don't know. Maybe they were a bit overconfident, you know. That being said, and as you so eloquently put, um, Cincinnati was the only solid team they've played, um, but Virginia Tech hasn't really played anybody better than West Virginia, so – you know, I don't know. They do have a defense, and, you know, as of, what is it, Thursday now, I guess Notre Dame had flipped from from slight favorite to, to slight underdog at some sharp books. And, you know, I, I look, and defensively, these guys are similar in yards per play allowed, but I think the Irish are much worse in points per play, which says what we know and alluded to a few weeks ago. You know, they can give up chunk plays, you know, but the issue is VT doesn't run very well, 3.7 yards per rush, and they're 106th in passing yards per game. So, you know, I think if you add in Burmeister has been sacked a ton, you know, Kelly isn't announcing a starter anytime soon, although I, I'm not sure it matters. I could take either one. You know, this is a case to me where the situation at night at home clearly says Virginia Tech. The numbers say not so fast. Uh, I don't know which one has more weight, but either way, I don't see a lot of points. So I like the under in this one, my friend. Yeah, and I flirted with that under as well. It was definitely on my radar um, now, all the lines and uh, public and cash movement that I reference here, at least on my part, I'm going off of pregame.com where you can find Uncle Dave's uh, premium picks. But um, as of this afternoon, it actually showed um, 62% of the tickets on Notre Dame. So that was one of my factors there. It may be different uh, across the board, but that definitely went into my factors. But Uncle Dave, you lived, I guess, over in that area, kind of a couple states away. But that atmosphere just looks electric. Um, last time Notre Dame went in there, they handled them quite easily. But that was with a different team. Don't you think that if Notre Dame get down gets down early with their quarterback carousel right now, it's going to be hard for them to come back? Um, yeah, and I think that's a huge problem. So I think if I were going to take Virginia Tech, I would, I would feel better about it um, for the – first half because they do have that huge sort of home edge if you will yeah i agree i thought about that first half as well but uh we'll go ahead and move on uh next game now this for me is the most anticipated matchup of the week i think everybody is going to be watching this unless you're a oklahoma or texas fan um we have number four penn state which is five and oh they're traveling to iowa who's also five and oh number three ranked in the country this is where that reverse line movement um, is uh, coming into play here. Now, you mentioned 70% was kind of that threshold. Right now, according to pregame, it was actually 68% on the Hawkeyes as far as tickets. The opening line was Iowa minus three over under 43. Current line is down to Iowa minus one, even though those tickets um, are coming in on Iowa over under 41. Uh, this seems like one of those 50-50 games uh, – does the line really translate to home home field advantage here for Iowa, Uncle Dave? Well, I think what it does translate into their uh, young son is that uh, it's setting itself up as a classic Sharps versus Squares game. You know, the, the Sharp guys are going to be on Penn State and the Square guys are going to be on Iowa. I mean, I, I, um, I, don't, I don't like to say that particularly. I mean, it, it is, but I also know some guys I respect that do like Iowa and you know, the public will be taking Iowa, extra rest, big primetime blowout at Maryland that everybody saw. 
Um, so I would first, I would look not to do that just because I don't want to follow everybody over the cliff. Um, Penn State has some good wins. You know, at Wisconsin, the game they were destined to lose. I think they only held the ball for 17 minutes. Um, and, and, and beating Auburn, who I think we now know is better than we thought, um, given their win at LSU last week. So, you know, I don't see the marquee win for Iowa. You know, maybe, maybe we thought that was over Iowa State at the time, but we've seen how ISU has kind of fallen a little bit. Um, they lost kind of badly at Baylor. And, you know, Iowa didn't exactly manhandle Colorado State at home. So I think I look at the numbers. And again, you can you can almost lay the stats for these teams on top of each other. Um, so that even extends to turnovers, penalties, special teams. So you know, trying to find a statistical edge is very difficult. Like I want to simply take the under, but I think everybody else will as well. So if I do, I'll wait and see if I can get a better number later. You know, Penn State had won six straight in this series, including I think every year from 2016 to 2020 till Iowa spanked them at State College last year. And I, I'd like to say revenge, but you know, I think there's so much more at stake with the number three and number four teams playing each other. You know, the only real advantage I could find was red zone scoring. Penn State's defense is number two in the nation, and Iowa's allowing 87% touchdowns when their defense is in the red zone. So assuming Penn State can get to the red zone, I would have to go Penn State at this point, but I do so with a great deal of trepidation because I am respectful of what the money is saying. Yeah, the only thing that kind of worries me a little bit, and I'd like to get your take on it, obviously knowing what we know now about Wisconsin, that win at the beginning of the season, not so impressive, although, you know, they did pull it out and a win is a win, but they've been at home against uh, Ball State, Auburn, Villanova, and Indiana. It's been four straight weeks. Do you really um, think about maybe that they might struggle for the first time on the road in five weeks? Well, sure, but I mean – there's a difference between struggling and playing like shit. You know, I just don't think there's six degrees of separation between these teams. I mean, you know, if, if, you know, I mean, that Penn State, you know, win at Wisconsin, you know, say what you will, but anytime a team can win in conference play on the road without bringing their A game, I mean, that's the sign of a good team to me, you know, they can win multiple ways. Um, I think it'll be a super boring game, but it'll be very interesting to watch. And, you know, you make a good point. Yeah, absolutely. That's certainly a factor. Um, but, you know, if it were the be all end all, Iowa would be favored by, by more than they are. So I'm thinking yes, sometimes, but not this week. Yeah, we talked about it last week in my best bet. I told you I'd like Arkansas a heck of a lot more if they were minus thir- or plus 13 and a half rather than plus 18 and a half, which is why I'm off of it. I'd love Iowa a heck of a lot more if they were minus three and a half rather than the one. Last question here, Uncle Dave, and you could keep it short. Who's the better coach in this matchup? Um, well, I think it's probably a toss-up, to be honest with you. I mean, if you would have asked me a year and a half ago, um, I would have, I would have uh, clearly gone with Iowa, but you know, I, I I have a lot of respect for what Penn State's done, uh, in spite of you know their whole um, situation they sort of went through after the whole Paterno thing, and you know then they got just just all kinds of other things. I mean, I, I like James Franklin, I like him quite a bit, but. Um, you know, 
I guess due to that, if I have to pick one, I'll have to pick James Franklin. Gotcha. I just think that, um, you know, I'm an old school football guy and I love what Ferentz produces with his offensive line and his two tight end sets. So um, if he does get the lead, I like them protecting it there. We will move along next game, Uncle Dave, number 13, Arkansas. They're now four and one. They're going to travel to Ole Miss, number 17. They're three and one. Opening line of this game, Ole Miss minus five over under 65. Current line, Ole Miss minus five and a half over under 66 and a half. Uncle Dave, Arkansas is who I thought they were. I don't want to be a touter, but they're exactly who I thought they were when they went to Athens last week. Is this a game they get back on track, or is Ole Miss going to have their way? Yeah, I'm not sure they do. You know, Ole Miss loses a public game, but it was Alabama. And, you know, as you said, Arkansas was exposed. But you know, I think people are going to still want it back to Hogs, even though it was Georgia. You know, I don't want it back to Hogs. Ole Miss put up 21 on Alabama, which is 21 more than Arkansas put up on Georgia. So, you know, Arkansas only put up 20 against A&M at home. So the issue I have with Mississippi, though, is this Arkansas's defense is number two in the nation in opponents' yards per pass. I mean, we know that's what Ole Miss is going to want to do. Is that reflective of their schedule? Uh, maybe. Uh, both teams are not great converting third downs. Both quarterbacks do get sacked more than one might think. So, you know, because it's Ole Miss and Kiffin, it's a big, 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 big total. I think it's too big. I think if I'm betting this game, I'm taking the under. Uh, and if you made me, I would take Ole Miss. I just think they're in a they're in a better headspace right now. But I, I like the under a little bit better. I I just think the Hogs are going to have a have a tough time scoring even on Mississippi. Yeah, I don't mean to hate on Arkansas too much because I respect the coach there and I understand what he's trying to do. But take the betting side out of it, the numbers out of it and all this other stuff. Just from a um, systematic standpoint of their offense, they're only programmed one way to win. They can only run the football. The quarterback is one dimensional. He does not throw the ball particularly well. And when he does, he stares down one wide receiver and one wide receiver only. When they get ahead, it's great because they can lean on that off the line. They can control the clock. They can get first downs. They can move the ball. They can be meticulous with their offense. This team is not designed to come to, uh, come from behind in any football game. Now you got one of the best play callers in the nation with one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. I'm afraid this one could get ugly again um, if Old Miss jumps out early. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have a fully motivated um, Old Miss team as well as an Arkansas team. But when we're going, you know, in somewhat of a shootout, I agree with you because I think Old Miss is going to jump out early. And I think that Arkansas is so bad at throwing the football, they won't be able to put up points. I mean, I don't, this total is really high, but uh, it would not shock me if I saw something like a 42 14 game here. I just don't think Arkansas is geared for that type of uh, that type of shootout. Agreed. And they don't call him the best color man in the business for nothing, folks. That's that's my Uncle Dave right there. <laughs> Next pitch, please. <laughs> yeah, don't, we don't do commercials. That's right. We don't. We don't. Uh, but that's okay. I I can fill up enough time to talk for the both of us. That's for sure. We'll move on. Uh, this is a very important game in my household, Uncle Dave. Uh, I'm blessed to be married to somebody who loves sports. 
and there's not any team she loves more than her Texas Longhorns. They are number 21 in the nation. They're four and one. They're going to be at a neutral site game against number six, Oklahoma, five and zero. Oh. Opening line, Oklahoma minus four and a half over under 65 and a half. Current line, Oklahoma minus three and a half over under 63 and a half. Uncle Dave, my wife's is on that Texas money line, but the tickets and the money have me lean into Oklahoma. I don't want to divorce this weekend, so I'm going to stay at work, and this is going to be a non-game for me. Okay, well, then it's a non-game for me because I don't want to offend your life. Let's move on. No, all right, I'll, you know, this is a tough one. I mean, we got one team that's seemingly underperformed. I mean, you know, we don't hear about Spencer, Spencer Rattler and the Heisman week in and week out. On the other hand, you know, Texas has done what they had to do. That that loss uh, at Arkansas, was, it was one game, first game under Sarkeesian at Arkansas. Um, might be a little bit predictable given that, you know, Arkansas is better than we thought they were, but they, they aren't who we thought they were either. So, you know, I can almost forgive them for that new 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 offense under Sarkeesian. And I think last week that road win at TCU – well, I think that was actually given a little, a little more impressive given that TCU was like the super sharp side, the super reverse line over the week, and, and many people had the Horde Frogs winning. And uh, in part, I think this game was on deck for Texas. So, you know, I actually give them a little bit bigger of a check for that game than maybe some might, you know, on the, on the Oklahoma side. You know, I know the talents there. Or maybe, maybe it isn't. I mean, what have they done, you know? Last week's game, I think you could cry look ahead, but allowing K-State 31 points anywhere is, I mean, that's just not a good look. And they struggled to get by West Virginia, who I, I do think is a better team than most, but they beat Nebraska by seven. So, eh, I don't know. The Sooner Rush defense is decent, but again, you know, who have they stopped? And, you know, Texas with Robinson might have the best player on the field. So, I think it's a little trendy to like Texas, uh, but this is a benchmark game for Sarkeesian and the, and the boosters. And, you know, I know Oklahoma is capable of big numbers, um, but I can't bet on the ticking time bomb as incapable because it's been ticking all year. So when is it going to go off? So actually, I'll lean Texas here, my friend. Yeah, I'm actually with you on that. Um, it seems kind of like a squarish pick when I look at the yeah, tickets. No, in the, no, no, doubt, no doubt about it. Yeah. So but like we said before, squares win sometimes. For me, this comes down to Oklahoma's defense. I think they're awful. And when we're talking about uh, a team that's number six in the nation, um, if they had to play any of the top two or either of the top two teams, whether it be Alabama or Georgia in the first round of the playoffs, this has to be a double-digit spread, if not a high double-digit spread. Oklahoma can't stop anybody. If we revisit their games this year, they blew out a nobody. I'm not even going to mention their name. They won 76 to nothing. But then they only beat Tulane by five, only beat Nebraska by six, only beat West Virginia by three, and only beat Kansas State by six. With that being said, um, the offense, the talent is there for Oklahoma, but I just feel like I'm getting a veteran savvy quarterback for Texas. I think he might want this game a little bit more. You know, I don't want to speak to the personality of Spencer Rattler, but his, his, his Instagram and his Twitter is set on the NFL. Does he want to win? Of course he does, but there's a reason why the Sooner faithful were chanting the name of the backup quarterback in the middle of a game. Okay. So that just kind of goes to show you um, what he's dealing with mentally there Ultimately, like my dad said, he's always raised me to believe there's no underdog in a rivalry game. I've seen this game go both ways um, over the years, a uh, hundred different times. Uh, so 
I'm, I'm going to take the points. I like Texas. I like the role that they're on. I think they're the hottest team in the nation. I think they've looked the best after changing quarterbacks. I like Sarkeesian here. And this is just a fade on the Oklahoma uh, defense. I think regardless what happens, I like uh, three and the hook with Texas. So you definitely wanted to sleep in the big bed Saturday night. Absolutely. And you know what? The thing is, is even if Oklahoma uh, wins, regardless whether I pick them or not, it's not going to be a fun night either. Uh, we'll start with maybe uh, some beer and wine. And uh, by the third or fourth quarter, it may have switched over to tequila and whiskey. Well, um, you need to FaceTime me at halftime. Well, I'll be at work. I told you that. I just might come home. You know, I might come home. My wife said, hey, we need a babysitter because I can't handle this tonight. Um, but all I know is that it's going to be a good night for me, Uncle Dave, if the Longhorns pull this off. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Oh, to be your age again. <laughs> well, um, we'll, pr we'll pray for that. And actually, uh, I want to revisit this one more time. Texas wins this game. Are they in your top four going into next week? Probably not. I mean, I don't have a lot of respect for Oklahoma. You know, maybe maybe Rat was on the uh, name, image, likeness train a little bit too much. Uh, so no, and because uh, I I don't think Texas has a, you know, Oklahoma's defense sucks, but I don't think Texas's defense is is good enough to beat some of the other teams, if you will. I I agree with you there. Um, I, I'd like to be proven wrong. Good for good for the state of Texas. Good for Austin. Um, good for the what's left in the Big 12 if they do, but um, I'm not so sure they are the fourth best team in the country. Yeah, it's going to be awfully sad when they're both in the SEC and this uh, dynamic kind of changes here um, with this rivalry, but um, I digress. We'll move on. we got two more games. We'll rattle through them here. Uh, Virginia, they're three and two. They're going to be traveling to Louisville, who is also three and two. Opening line of this game is Louisville minus three over under 64. Current line, Louisville minus two and a half over under 69. They jumped up or 69 and a half, jumped up five and a half points from the start. Uncle Dave, this line stinks to me. It's awful. Everything that I uh, look at when it comes to research on the football side of it says Louisville should dominate this football game. The line says otherwise. I'm taking Virginia. What about you? Well, I'm not. That's my that's my handicap, and I'm sticking to it. Um, all right, I'll 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 tell you why. Um, you know, pre the preseason, I thought Louisville would suck. I thought they lost too much from last year, and I thought Satterfield might be in a little too deep, but. You know, they, they quote-unquote only allowed Ole Miss 43 points, um, and they've won a road game. I know it was at FSU, uh, but they were actually way out ahead in that game at FSU. Um, they played Wake tougher than most people thought last week, so I'm not uh, down on them at all as I once was maybe. Uh, and, and UVA, a big public win at Miami, so, yeah, my guess is people are going to want to back the Hoos, especially with some extra rest. And, you know, I get it, that defense – uh, also gave up 59 to North Carolina and, and got beaten badly at home by Wake, uh, a team that Louisville almost beat on the road. So, yeah, I see the money and the tickets all in Virginia. I expected that. But, you know, I have this potentially down as one of my PDDs of the week, which is public disaster of the day. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt we're going to see a ton of points. 70 is entirely possible. But if I'm betting this game, I'm betting on the fact that Louisville is 93% in the red zone. UVA is not. They're like two-thirds. So 
in a game where one of two of those missed chances might make the difference. I'm going to go with Louisville. When you see a game total like this shoot up five and a half points from the opening line, um, obviously that makes you pause. But does that kind of mean that the books are scared and it jumped as quickly as possible? Or does it just tell us that um, they want to just push people the other way? Um, probably a little of both. I mean, about the only thing that's going to move a line is money. So a lot of people got on that, got on that train a little early. It's, it's interesting how that goes. You know, you'll, you'll see it go up a point two, maybe even three, like bang, bang, like fairly quickly, probably because the people, you know, that have their numbers preset before the lines come out, saw what it was and, and pounded it. And, and then you'll see a lot of people fought, piling on, I call it, you know, the people that will try to read the market and they'll see, oh, that's going up. I better grab it. So they'll push it up even four, even more. So then it goes up to five and then it ticks up another one or two. And then what will happen is you'll see right near game time when the public has piled on and pushed it up even more. You'll see all those people that bet the under, under at its bottom, um, uh, bet the over rather, I'm sorry, at the bottom of the of the uh, of the S curve, if you will. Uh, then they will bet the under at its apex and have a six or seven point window to hit both sides of it. So it's funny to watch. Uh, but that's, you know, when you're trying to read a market like that, I mean, there's a there's a skill to that. And uh, I, you know, I see people try to do it and they just, they're not looking at all the information. They're just looking at some of it. Um, I'm not always right, but I think here I might be. Yeah, this for me is a halftime bet. Like I said, I like Louisville as far as the football side side is concerned. But when I look at the numbers, I go back to Virginia. It's almost one of those close my eyes and look bet. But like I said, um, halftime is probably where I'm going to be making my decision. Um, How often do you look at two quarters of football and then decide or plan that you're going to look at two quarters of football and then decide? Um, I have to kind of be paying attention to the game and have an idea beforehand. I can't just, you know, especially on Saturday where you've got so many overlapping games, you know, I can see something like, wow, that spread was X and it's this. So probably the inverse is going to happen in the second half, but you know, I have to be really paying attention because, you know, maybe there's good reason for it. Maybe the quarterback's out and we got a redshirt freshman playing his first game in a, in a big venue on the road, and that is only going to continue. So if I'm going to make a second-half bet, I, A, have to kind of think about it before the game starts, and B, have to be at least following it very closely to truly make a second-half bet. Yeah, sometimes I just like to get a good gauge, you know. <clears throat> I can kind of see where – um, some things are going and uh, see how the game plan is. Um, this is something that I look at just for the fact of the line just stinks to me. That's all I can say about it. And when I mean stinks, it just seems like it should be a lot bigger. Um, I, I just, oh, just seems like Louisville should be favored by five, six points, but they're not. So that causes me pause. But Uncle Dave, we'll go ahead and move on to the last game on the slate. We have number two, Georgia. They're 5-0. and They look to be the best team in the nation. They should really be number one, in my opinion. They're traveling to number 18, Auburn. Opening line, Georgia minus 14, over under 45. Current line, Georgia minus 15 and a half, over under 46. You can't get me to bet against the dogs, Uncle Dave. Um, they have been two of my best bets this year. Um, I'd like to continue to ride with them, but uh, I actually like the over. What about you? Well... 
what's wrong with you? Why don't you back him again? Are you scared? Well, I can't go to the well one too many times. You know, Jesus met somebody at the well. Jesus met somebody at the well one time and said that, the, you know, the pell will be uh, forever filled. So uh, I see no need to go back to it too often. Wow, biblical reference. I love it. Um, so then why don't you just take Auburn? You can't do that. I'm not. It's a, I have a loyalty. Okay. Um, some of my favorite athletes in the world, one being Derek Jeter and two being Kobe Bryant, they were loyal to their franchises for over 20 years. And, uh, I'm not gonna bet against somebody who's won me money. So I see it's an emotional thing. My whole life is lived off in emotional things. When I come down to my best bet, most of it's emotional. The hardest thing I ever have to do when it comes to this and betting and wagering in general is taking the emotion out of it. That's why I don't bet on the Raiders. I only bet against them. Well, I, I, I do whatever you tell me to do when it comes to the Raiders. Um, but, you know, this game here, I mean, I think whatever this line was going to be, I, I think it's Georgia inflated after what they did to Arkansas. So I'm going to try to find a way to take the points. You know, I look at Auburn's game with Georgia State, and I think, you know, that was pretty predictable after a great game with tons of energy they had to ex- expend up there in, in Happy Valley. Uh, a game where most people loved Auburn. So, you know, maybe their stock came down a little bit too much. Um, and before the LSU game, when when everybody kind of was pointing to LSU and they win that, so their stock goes back up. I mean, I know Georgia's a great team, but I'll try not to do the obvious. So the question for me is, who have they played? I'm not going to dish your, your Bulldogs. You know, they played a Clemson team that we now know sucks, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and an Arkansas team that we now know is a bit of a paper tiger going in. I mean, Auburn came close to beating Penn State on the road that night. They did beat LSU on the road. A total of only 46 points. I can do nothing other than take Auburn here. So, you know, roll me over and, and beat me with a wet noodle. But the work is the work. That's what I would do. I see you're believing in their coach week uh, from week to week now, huh? Um, I am. I was I was skeptical early on, but... You know, I'm, I'm, you know, now that I'm suggesting we take Auburn, I'll, I'll be proven wrong. But that, you know, I, I was going to put all that down, but I didn't want to talk for another hour on, on an SEC guy. Isn't, isn't Texas going to be in the SEC? What a conference that's going to be. I feel bad for you guys. Hey, listen, I, I'm, 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 I have no loyalties when it comes to college football. I'm an NFL guy. I get to watch college football uh, very objectively. Uh, my heart's not in it. Just my money. Um, and my money is laid on the Bulldogs too, for too many times uh, to go against them. I think if J.D. Daniels plays the whole game, you're in trouble. Uh, there's not many teams in the country that I don't think Georgia could pick the score against. Uh, I think that this is no different here. I understand the logic, the game, the team, yada, yada, yada. This is the best college football team I've seen in a really, really long time. I know the Alabamas are there, and those well, wait, are obviously yeah, outliers. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to take something you just said. I understand the logic, but. That's where the emotion comes in, Uncle Dave. Okay. okay. In betting, two plus but two. But you're not willing to back that emotion with dollars and make them a best bet again. No, I'm not. I pick and choose that wisely, but. You know, just as well as I do, in betting, two plus two doesn't always equal four. The right side loses and the squares cash out. Well, I'm just trying to point out, I'm, I'm just questioning things I don't understand. That's what I do. 
And I'm all about not understanding. You don't have to understand. You just have to rock with me and my uncle here. And uh, we'll try to leave you to lead you to the promised land. Uncle Dave, that was a great six games there. Uh, I like the format that we've developed. We get to a little bit more games uh, this way. We also want to keep these compact for, you know, the commuter who listens to it in their car. And hopefully we're shining some light on not just necessarily the games themselves, but the strategy that goes into it. Guys, please do not forget to check out the bettingpredators.com. They have picks, props, daily and season long fantasy. Uh, they have amazing people over there working extremely hard um, to get you guys um, some premium picks and some free content as well. You know that me and Dave are going to do this every week. It's always going to be free for you guys. Um, and, you know, I think up to this point, if you've rocked with us this long, you've You've made some money, that's for sure. If you guys want to go support Dave, he is the professional. You could pro you could find all of his premium content over at pregame.com. Really, really good stuff there. Um, you got Sleepy at the Betting Predators. He's 10-0 on pregame.com on his uh, NFL football bets going into tonight's game. Um, so a lot of great stuff. You're going to find a lot of great content. Uh, please don't forget to follow us and share the podcast when it comes out on Twitter. You can find me at Coach J-Rod1. That's Coach J-R-O-D and then the number one. And then, of course, you can find Dave, the professional, at Dave underscore Essler. Uncle Dave, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm just hoping that we give out good information for people, really. I mean, you know, we, we put a lot of effort into this and make sure we have – good content without a whole lot of bullshit. And, you know, I hope, I hope people either learn something theoretically from it or, uh, you know, ultimately uh, make money. So yeah, let's, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how all this work pans out in 48 hours. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't think we've caught too much flack. People understand that it's free. You haven't been uh, berated on Twitter for bad picks, have you? That's not uh, part of the job, right? No, I mean, I don't think I have been recently, but it, I have been. Yeah, absolutely. It's It goes with the territory. 53%, right, Uncle Dave? Uh, you know, I love these claims of people. I've hit 70%. I've hit 80%. Okay, well, so you won four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just show me a spreadsheet with an ROI uh, over a year and a half or two, and we'll right. talk with three sports, maybe four sometimes. So exactly. Anyways, guys, we do this for free. We do it because we love it. Hopefully we all profit off of it, but we couldn't do it without you guys, the listeners. So please find us on Twitter, interact with us. Dave is one of the nicest human beings in the world. If you write a message, him, um, he's going to write back and find time for you guys. Uh, please share the podcast, retweet, share with your buddies um, because we want to grow and we want this to be a little bit bigger than what it is. But uh, Uncle Dave, good luck. Only one crossfire this week, so I'm feeling pretty good. But uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, man. Um, go Irish. I hate Notre Dame, but I might have to root for him this week. Uh, it's got. Listen, it's going to come to an end sometimes. Uh, I just hope it's not this week because that environment in Blacksburg is as good as it gets. So no, I, I hate for it to go I down there. That, the, the, the anticipation gets heightened every week. Darn right. And you, you're going to see me. I'll actually post I'll, I'll, I'll post a video on Twitter and I'll send it to you. When Inter Sandman is playing, I'm going to be jumping up and down in my basement along with the crowd. So I'll be ready to go. And that's one thing that some people don't get, Uncle Dave. You, uh, you're like a fine wine. 
you've mellowed out. You understand this is a job. You don't get too invested. This is personal to me. I watch every second of these games. It's personal. It's personal to me, too. I've just learned that you can get too high or too low. And, you know, I'll be the first one to to watch a game and put my head in my hand and go, what the fuck? Um, Quite often, I just don't jump and scream it for hours because you have to move past it. Well, like I said, I'll be I'll be a Hokie fan on Saturday, but it, uh, as we know, all good things must come to an end. So we'll see what happens. Uncle Dave, we will see you next week. Looking forward to it, my man.